nice. Yeah, I oh. actually, uh, kind of on the same token, I bought a pretty nice iron. What the hell? Rowenta is the name. Oh. And uh, yeah, it steams a shitload, man. Like that thing will, <laughs> it looks like a, just a full-fledged steamer. And wow. it makes ironing so much freaking easier. Like the money was well worth it. Do you have an ironing board that you like? I always find the ironing boards to be cheap and rickety and they make a really loud, nasty noise when you open them up and shit. And I hate them. Uh, I'm with you on that. And no, the answer is no. And if anybody has a good one, then I want to know about it because mine sucks. They have some online that are a hundred bucks and I'm thinking, shit, do I want to spend a hundred bucks on an ironing board? But maybe that's what you have to do if you don't want to squeak when you open it up. Yeah, that could be. And, And like the material that's underneath the actual ironing surface is really mm. shitty on mine and it's now like kind of out of alignment with the board itself like the, whatever the padding is underneath yeah. there and it's yeah, the padding's a, usually shit it's yeah, just exactly. balls up or wrinkles yep. up or whatever yep who knew we were going to talk about fucking ironing on this coffee code cast well that's why you know there's we keep it broad that way we can kind of cover <laughs> that's that's why we have the all-encompassing bullshit column for things like well, this for problems and it is tech related i mean these are struggles that most people have well we do need maybe this is an area that tech could disrupt you know we we disrupt transportation we need to disrupt ironing maybe there's a technological way that we can yeah. get alexa to do this and have a better ironing board and, there you go know. alexa iron my shirt iron my shirt bitch bitch i'm sorry <laughs> i don't understand what you're saying <laughs> i don't understand that <laughs> i'm sorry that was very sexist <clears throat> asshole According to check, mic check. Hey, there we go. It's my very white voice. Hey, to you the, already sound pretty pretty low. To the biggest podcast of them all, WBLZ. <laughs> Zencast Audio. Coffee Code Cast coming live from your mudders. All right, enough of that. That was fun. I, I like that. You should have just kept rapping. We could have used that. Do you do any voice exercises before you get on the mic? I, I tried doing that first week. I haven't done anything in a while. I should, but I don't. Uh, it's supposed to help. But I think we sound I think we sound good. I thought the last one actually sounded it went better than I thought it did. It sounded better than I yeah, thought it was going to do. I would agree. Uh, it was a little bit low on energy, I think, just because it was early morning and you weren't probably uh, totally up to snuff, and that's fine, but. I was I was sober, if that's what you mean by up to snuff. I didn't have anything to drink the night Oh, before. I mean, no, you said you went out and hung out with some friends the <laughs> night before or whatever. So. I, know. I wasn't accusing you of being hey, hungover. Hey, now. No accusations. I know that would never happen. No accusations here, please. I wasn't, I wasn't sending text messages from the Intercontinental the other that Friday night, was I? I don't think so. Go, uh, <laughs> the way this podcast is going, maybe it should just be like the drinking podcast, because I think one or the other of us is drunk pretty much every episode <laughs> sometimes that helps the show along i think that helps build rapport and uh you know makes it a little more enjoyable <laughs> yeah 
more relatable. It doesn't have to be as specific as coffee. Sometimes you like to have tea or booze, and that's okay too. We don't want to discriminate. It's not just a coffee thing, but it is nice. I don't know. Something to think about for next for the future. Yeah, I mean, it could be like the Stella Codecast. Stella. Oh, like Stella Artois. Yeah. Wow. If we could get a sponsorship around that. Yeah. Yeah. Sponsor. I'll take a sponsor. Sponsorship. I'll t- I mean, it could be the Bud Light Codecast for all I care. Oh, well, I'm going to get some flack from some of my friends for that. <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know, moving around all the time, I've got friends in different regions. And so now there's such a diversity. Like I have to be careful what I say. I have a cousin who works for Anheuser-Busch. And so I was talking shit about, about Anheuser-Busch. And then I realized, oh, he, he works for him. I was like, well, <laughs> nothing against them per se. It's just, you know, like out in the Pacific Northwest, people take their craft beer very seriously. And so there's always this kind of antagonistic thing with Anheuser coming in and, you know, buying out Elysian Field, for example, and Breckenridge Brewing and all those guys. Yep. But I like a good Coors Light as, be- as best as the next guy does. That's usually my light beer. Not not an Anheuser-Busch, of course, but... Well, I mean, that's just because that's what served at Fuel. Yeah, well, this time of year, it's nice and cold. <laughs> <laughs> over at fuel the the lines at fuel uh-oh package delivery yes sir that'd be my shelf that i stayed home from work today for that did not show up until just now. oh ryan sorry man got to work from home today got a shelf coming at 508 p.m <laughs> 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 we have a flexible policy it's nice what do we want to talk about we've got a holiday coming up thanksgiving this is our thanksgiving episode it's the Thanksgiving spectacular. Call this thankful for technology. That is so nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah, like S- sweet, so nice and sweet. Something a little different. You get a very festive this time of year down here. The coffee and Codecast. And your setup's looking pretty pimp too. Looks like you did some work. Did you move the extendo arm on the bookshelf like that? Was it always up there? Uh, so it's been on the bookshelf because I don't have like my desk. If you look at it, there's really no edge oh, to yeah. put it on. You know what I mean? Like, unless you clamp it on the front lip. So that could be a problem if you want to move the bed. That's exactly right. So yeah, it's on the shelf and I had it one rung down, one shelf down on the shelf there before. So the arm had to go like up quite a distance. So today I moved it up one shelf and I figured, you know, now I can do it standing up if I want, or I can have it kind of angling down at me if I want to be sitting. So works a lot better. I love that. That's a great shot, by the way, too. You'll have to post that for our, uh, our listeners, if that's possible, I don't even know if you can do that kind of a thing. Sure, but yeah, it's a nice. That's a nice. Um, I mean, I'd pay some good money for some stock art if I needed my office to look cool. I would pay <laughs> you fifty bucks to have have license to that photo. That's very nice. Yeah. So, what are you doing? What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Are you heading out of town? You know, I haven't been here very long, as we talked about last time. So, I, I don't want to break with tradition. I got to get the fuck out of here, man. I've only been here for about a four four days. <laughs> So yes, I'm leaving for Denver Thursday morning early, and we'll be out there for eh, about a week, not quite. We're sticking around and hosting. We do every year. We do a, a what do we call it? Transplants Thanksgiving. Since most people I know in Seattle are not from Seattle, yeah, um, and are like me and don't have a lot of family here, so we just kind of take all comers and uh, host whoever needs to come. So I think this year we're going to host about. I don't know, 12 or 13 people, something like that. So yeah, that's what we'll be doing. Awesome, man. Yeah, I I have never had the, the pleasure 
I've come over for the tamale thing that you guys do for Christmas, but when I moved into Nolo, we already had a Friendsgiving along the same line. So I've never had the pleasure, man. Kind of bummed about that. Uh, last year, we did get ourselves into some uh, Cards Against Humanity, which was interesting because uh, Christina's mother was there uh, and participated. So I think for her, that was a little bit awkward. I was very entertained, but... Was Quincy making some funny faces at some of those uh some of those cards being read. <laughs> oh, she was playing some pretty. Uh, she, she she was playing some doozers. I think she, I could see her getting into it a little bit. I could see some. <laughs> I could see her pulling out some racy material every now and again. My parents were here uh, one other year. I, I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before, and uh, they didn't participate, but they definitely were hearing some of what was being said from the couches. And I, I don't know that they approved. <laughs> well, that's what's fun about the game. That's kind of nice, you know. Get the little shocking off from parents in there. <laughs> get him to bed earlier while you're following up on that i'm gonna follow up on a piece that i i had a little gaff last episode uh talking about the direct tv apple apple tv promo so direct tv is running this promotion where you can get a free apple tv 4k and i got it right the first time i said it i said it was four months you had to be a uh, subscriber of the basic plan for four months which is 35 dollars a month that comes out to what 140 bucks so it's cheaper than the Apple TV 4K by itself, and you get the streaming channels, 60 streaming channels. Uh, I said something later on about it being like $89.95, and I got that totally confused with something else that's going on. But it's worth mentioning, if you're a big moviegoer and you like going to AMC, or it doesn't matter, I think Regal Cinema does this too, but Movie Pass is a program that's out there. It's a third-party thing that you can sign up for. And they are running a promotion right now where it's $89.95 for a year membership. I think that comes out to six something a month. I My math is a little fuzzy on that right now. Uh, and you get to see unlimited movies. There might be restrictions, I think, on four, you know, um, some of the like 3D or some of those theaters now have like the real motion 4DX or something where like the seat shake and like. They actually pipe smells through it. Like some of those theaters, they would be exempt from that, I believe. But it's good for going to AMC. Uh, it's good for just going to a regular Regal cinema. And they don't like it because it's unlimited. So I'm not sure how much of a subsidy they get from MoviePass. But that that $89 membership will get you into a theater once a day, every day. Uh, Unlimited-ish. Pretty good deal. If you see one movie, I mean, I only go probably once or twice a month, so that would be a huge thing for me. It would pay for that cost and and then some. It's I mean, you know one. If you go once a month, you're already doing better because I think it costs fifteen bucks to go to a movie anymore down here. What's the last movie you've seen? I what did I just see? I just saw a movie. I'm gonna guess it's a superhero movie. I'm not a big, I mean, I enjoy that too, but I, you know, I saw Logan in, in theaters. That was cool. I didn't really understand the whole thing. Cause I, I don't follow that stuff. I went with a friend who wanted to see it and I thought, Oh, it's a good movie. And he was like crying at the end of the thing. Like, Oh my God, this is just a terrible, you know, what happened? And I, I said, well, I don't really know the backstory. I don't watch any of these films. I still haven't seen the full star Wars end to end. I, the, I don't go to the theater very often anymore, primarily because I don't, I don't, I'm just not into the whole action superhero movie theme that, that seems to be all they put out. 
Yeah, there's a lot of that. That are scary movies, and I don't really go to those either. So yeah, I'm not a big scary movie guy. I go for a good action. Uh, I don't remember the last one that I saw. But I saw, like, I saw the accountant in the theater. That was a while ago. Um, that was good. I go for the move. I go for the popcorn and stay for the movie. That's kind of my deal, man. <laughs> it's time to move on, huh? Today's topic: three pieces of technology that you are thankful for. Hey, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, I figured, you know, it's Thanksgiving or very close to. So let's talk about what we're thankful for. Maybe we could go round robin, like do one. I'll do one because I haven't thought of three yet. I have a few in mind. I need a little (laughs) more time. All right. (laughs) Well, uh, my number one for me was very, very easy because I use it all the time, no matter what room I'm in. Uh, And that's going to be my Sonos products, which I use for everything. I listen to podcasts on it. I listen to music on it. I listen to radio on it, you know, everything. So um, I think I have, gosh, I don't know. I bet you I have six or seven different Sonos products throughout the house. Um, And for those of you who may not be familiar with the products, uh, what Sonos is, is a wireless connected set of speakers. So uh, in the olden days, you had to uh, get a receiver and run wire all the way throughout your house and you could create these kind of rooms uh, where you could you know from a central receiver send all the audio from and send it to specific rooms or to all rooms in the house if you so choose Uh, and sonos makes that really really easy and and uses wi-fi networks to do the same thing so all it requires then is a uh, power cord and then you can use an app to uh, send the audio to various rooms and it works really really well so that's, that'd be my number one. And like I said, I use that every day. Now it's got the Alexa integration uh, where you can talk to Alexa and tell it to play whatever whatever is available. I mean, you can tell it, hey, Alexa, I want to play the Fleet Foxes on my living room uh, speaker. And it'll start it up, no problem. So it's pretty slick. So I'm interested in this. And I've told you this before. And I, I've seen the new product come out. I'm a little confused about it. I read something today that confused the hell out of me in the newspaper. It was in the the Chronicle. And they were talking about, you know, best products to get, you know, for holidays and that was the one tech thing that came out. There's a few tech things that was one of them. But but they said so they call that one the Sonos 1. Yep. Okay. That's the Sonos 1 and what confused me is that they made a comment in there that said the Sonos One can be networked with other Sonos Ones. And then it said later on, the con was that it can't work with the Sonos Play One. And I got confused because I thought it was the Sonos Play One. So do you know if that's a separate product line? Like, does the Play One and the One integrate? Or, uh, you know, I'm a little worried about that. They made it sound like you had to have the same breed. So what I would assume they're talking about there, the only time that you would have them interact with each other is if you hook them up as a pair. So uh, if you, if you, you know, it's a single speaker, so it's essentially like, I don't know if you'd consider it mono sound, I guess. Um, But you can hook them up as a stereo pair. So you get a stereo sound from the two speakers instead of just the one. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm suspecting what they're, what they're saying you can't do is pair in stereo, a a new uh, series play one with an old series play one. So you couldn't do a, you, in other words, if you wanted to have two on your cabinets, you'd have a left and a right. You, you couldn't have those paired in that fashion. But if I wanted to have one in the kitchen and one in the bathroom, I could still do that. Yes. 
Okay, well, that's better. I didn't really even know that you could have a left and right out of the thing or even care because they put out good enough sound, you know, really, I think. Yeah, and you can do the same arrangement. So in my living room, I have the play bar, which is kind of their TV sound bar. Uh-huh. And then you can use the play ones as surround sound speakers as well. And so you do the same thing there. You pair them as left and right ah. uh, and you pair the ones to the play bar and then you have a surround sound system. Hmm, very nice. Okay. That makes sense when you've got to try to do a little more of a home theater kind of a thing. Yep. Yeah. And they have the play bass, which is the same thing as the play bar. Uh, it just allows you to set your TV on it rather than kind of it sitting behind or in front of your TV. So. Okay, well, I feel better about that. If It would be a problem for me if I had, or a problem for anybody that has the old stuff and gets some of the new stuff, and then it's like, oh, they can't interact, but it sounds like that's not it. So, yeah. I'd be surprised if you could even buy the Play One, the, the, the first edition Play One anymore anyway. You probably have to, it's the same price for the, the Play One with the Alexa integration. So I would assume they're either going to end of life the, play one first edition or, you know, I don't know why you'd buy one anyway, really. This is just for people that I know that already have the play one and might be interested in buying a few more for other rooms. Gotcha. But wouldn't necessarily need them to be paired in the same room together. So that'd be fine. I do also have questions and I don't know if this, how I'd find the answer to this, but if you had two Alexa enabled play ones that are paired in the same room, and if you ask for Alexa to do something, you know, I know they were working on making Alexa smart enough to, you know, if you have multiple devices in the same room, not answer. But I don't know if the Sonos devices are capable of that. I'd yeah. be curious to see how they would react. You know, uh, that that's a good question. That'd be interesting to see how they, they should pick up on each other and delegate it to one or the other, hopefully. You would think. Yep. Uh, maybe they triangulate your sound, which one you're closest to. I don't know. Or which one's active already. Uh, well, and ultimately Sonos itself is what's talking to Amazon Alexa. So you would think that it would know, you know, only one of these speakers needs to be talking yep. or listening or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I received in the mail the other day, two of those Google home minis. Those, those oh yeah. Speakers. Yeah. Not a Sonos competitor, by the way, but they're nice for, they were free. <laughs> they came with the, the Pixel 2 phones that I bought. So I figured what the hell, it'd be nice in the bathroom. And, and I did put one in the bedroom against your against your recommendations Kyle but um <laughs> I did. I set them up it was easy to set up but I found that because I had the pixel in my pocket it was doing a little bit of that thing where I would say you know I'd say the command I'm not going to do it right now cuz I, I don't want it to come on but I said the command and then my phone came on and the speaker came on but then the phone when I said to do something it the speaker did it so I don't know it just knew to back off yeah yeah and it's interesting that people often try to make the comparison between Sonos and Alexa or Sonos, you know, Sonos and the Echo or Sonos mm-hmm. and the Google Home or whatever their speaker is called. And I don't, I don't personally, I mean, I guess now they're kind of competing in the same space because Sonos has a uh, smart assistant in, embedded in them. But I mean, Sonos itself is, is a speaker company. That's, that's their product. Whereas, you know, the other ones are smart assistant products which yes. happen to have speaker capabilities in some of them. Right. You know, or nicer speakers, you know. So I don't really classify them in the same category personally, but a lot of people like to put them up against each other. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's a fair comparison. I think it just comes down to price point for a lot of people. You know, it would be nice to have the Sonos play but uh one, but maybe not as 
you know, if you can't afford that for every room, then you kind of do some other things, but it's, that's the best experience. And that's the way that I would want to do it in my yeah. home if I could, because it's not even really, the speakers aren't really comparable at all. The quality isn't. Yeah. yeah. And they are, they are a little spendy for sure. I mean, it's, it's not a cheap, they're not a cheap product. They're definitely a premium product and you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, I'll get mine out of the way quickly cause it's on the same topic, but I was going to say my Alexa because I, I do listen to music all the time and I leave it on for the dogs when I'm not home. I think it calms them down a little bit. I don't know. I think they like you have, like dog park radio. I No, that would not calm them down. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be shit and piss all over the place. Probably. If I did that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I list, I just have a little background music with it or in the morning getting ready a lot of times we'll ask for the weather. What's the weather today? Oh, it's the same as it was yesterday, but that we'll use that a lot. Um, yeah, little things like that. I do order some things off of it too. It's a convenient if I'm doing a task in the, in the kitchen and I'm out of something then I'll say, Oh yeah, just order this before I forget. And that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. I don't use uh, Amazon to order things very often if, if at all. And I don't, I don't know why that is. I guess I just prefer to look at the the phone and search around and stuff like that rather than have Alexa recommend something or select something for me. Yeah, I still do that majority of the time because I want to shop around or I want to see what's going on or what the deal is, if there are deals. But there are. I do certainly use the dash buttons quite often. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. So what do you use them for? Like detergent and... Yeah, so I have... Yeah, mainly as soaps, I guess, would be the primary use. So I have one for Tide for our laundry i have another for our dishwasher uh dishwasher soap mm. uh and i know i have one more i'm blanking on what it is but i have one else another one somewhere i'd like to use one for beer in the fridge but i don't think it would get there fast enough i'm not gonna wait two days <laughs> maybe you could put it on the prime now maybe it's a prime now dash but can you set that up that way that'd be kind of convenient i doubt it <laughs> Too hard. i need this to always be one hour delivery when i press this button it better fucking be here by the end of the hour you know <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm running dry. Uh, that would be really cool. They're expanding it, though. I th- I wouldn't be surprised if you couldn't put, like, hard alcohol in there at this point. You know? They've got a ton of them. Yeah. They offer it up for dog food, so I don't know why they wouldn't do it for other things like that, too. It makes sense. And and that, that would work fine. That, I could probably get away with that. I could just order that on Thursday and make sure that it's there on time. Or maybe I order on Wednesday just to be safe. That's all I really have to say about it. It's just, uh, I, I love having it. It's I, I picked it because I know we've been talking these things to death, but it really has altered the way that I do things in my routine. So where I would look things up before or, you know, to see the weather on my phone, or I can do a lot of things on the fly now. I'll ask it to do some more sophisticated multiplication that I can't do in my head. Or uh, if I'm in the kitchen, ask it to convert quarts to ounces or something, you know, whatever. Things like yes. That. Yep. Uh, Set a timer. I use a timer function often. Oh, I use the timer every day for my coffee. Shit. Yeah, I do that. Like, hey, so that's the French press timer for three minutes, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so a lot of things like that, especially if your hand hands are tied up, cooking or dirty or from making baking and that sort of thing. It's very nice to have the assistant nearby for that. And I use it a lot. So I only have the Echo Dot, the little puck device. Um, so the sound on it is pretty subpar, but it does connect to my Sonos system. So it, it, it can control the Sonos system, but it can't, 
broadcast its own sound through the speakers, if that makes sense. Yes, it just has so, an So, yeah, so it's kind of annoying in that respect. This is where having the Play One would be really nice because the sound itself is going to come through the Play One speaker, which is going to be very, very loud and, and good quality sound. Mm. Um, so I may end up uh, purchasing one of the Play Ones just strictly for that reason alone. Um, we'll see. Awesome. On to the next item. Uh, my next item uh, continues right alongside the sound items, uh, and that's going to be my Bose SoundLink over-the-ear Bluetooth headphones that I use every freaking day. I have them on my head all the time. I have them on my head right now, actually, as we record. Yeah, religiously. Yeah, I love these things. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about the AirPods and all this other kind of crap, but um, I really, really love these. I love the ability not to have a cord. Um, I, <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but one of the things that like drives me freaking insane is if you walk through somewhere and your cord catches on something and it rips the earbuds out of your ears like that like immediately sends me into rage and i don't know why but i freaking hate that <laughs> so yeah uh having them wireless and just being able to get up and go and do whatever i want to do I, I absolutely love it and i use them daily you know, so my other item that i had was zip car oh that's a good one i i've been car free for almost three years has it been that long at least two, two and a half years. I don't remember exactly now, but a while. I've been car free and we have Zipcar in our garage. Uh, I've had it in both places I've lived and it's saved my bacon tons of times. It's awesome. It saved me a ton of money. Uh, and out here in San Francisco, I think I mentioned this before maybe, but the pricing structure is different. So instead of just being a flat rate per hour, Sometimes they offer discounts in the summertime in Seattle. Sometimes they'll offer, uh, you know, a break on on the hourly rate. But here it seems to be more pronounced based on demand. So I've noticed a few times in the evening or Sunday morning when nobody's doing anything, I can get a car for three or four dollars an hour, and uh, that's hard to beat because it comes with gas and insurance. So if I need to go run an errand, I uh, I took you know. Um, Lauren to the airport early one morning and it cost me $6 to take her there and back. Pretty awesome technology. Um, I mean, it's a car, but just being able to get in and get out and, and that sort of thing. And an extension of that too, I would say even car to go and reach now and those services that the fact that I can just pick up one of those bad boys and dump it off anywhere in the city limits has been very liberating for me. I like public transit and using that too, but that's not always very fast. Sometimes it's quicker to see at a car and those services have been very life-changing for me. I'm very thankful for those car-sharing services. I would definitely tag onto that and, and agree with pretty much everything you said there. Uh, public transit tends to be fairly unreliable. Um, but yeah, car-sharing as a whole uh, is a really, really good program, and, and we util utilize it quite a bit here as well. Uh, Car2Go, ReachNow, uh, we don't use Zipcar so much, but, uh, but yeah, we definitely utilize the car-sharing programs, Uber, Lyft as well. Uh, anything that we can do to not have to drive ourselves is is generally a pretty, pretty good thing to do. Yeah, I should be more more generic because yeah, Uber fits in there as well. There's a lot of those different things, and even here in San Francisco, we have Scoot, which I'm I'm a member, but I haven't watched this safety video, so I can't ride yet until I do that. But <laughs> <laughs> there's little electric scooters that zip around, and they they work kind of like car to go and and uh, reach now, where you can just pick one up and dump it off somewhere else. Uh, on the side of the road, 
kind of kind of like the bikes that are in Seattle right now. You, you just dump it off on the side of the road and somebody else will find it and you're good to go. Yeah, just throw it in Lake Washington. Just, don't, just let it fall down the hill, man. I mean, as long <laughs> as you end your trip first, you'll be all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so my last and third item is the software Plex, which I've recently started using. Uh, it was recently introduced to me and uh, I hadn't heard of it actually really that much before this. Uh, and what Plex is, is it's a at-home media server, basically. So uh, it'll index your photos, your music, your videos, uh, pretty much anything you have as far as multimedia. Uh, and then it creates a server endpoint that you can then hook to with apps from your phone, from Apple TV, from Fire TV, from any, any of the major players have apps for Plex. And it'll let you stream your your content uh, anywhere you need to. So in my case, I had I had a whole library of iTunes audio that I never used used anymore. I just pretty much relied on Spotify, and and everything kind of was everything that I used to have from iTunes was kind of stored away on a drive that never got accessed and never got used. And now suddenly, all this content is available to me all the time, uh, so I can play any of that music anytime I want. Same goes for any of my personal videos. Uh, they're now all indexed by Plex. I can pull them up anywhere. So if I'm with my parents or something back in my hometown, uh, and I want to be like, Hey, look at this cool video that we shot. You know, I should, I can pull it up right there without it being on my phone specifically. It's just streaming it over the wire. Uh, the other thing that's pretty cool about it is it'll actually transcode on the fly. So whatever server you have it running on, it will, you know, if I'm on my mobile and this uh, video happened to be shot in, you know, some crazy high res 4k. Uh, there's no reason my phone should be streaming that, so it'll transcode it down to something that's more suitable for my phone to be displaying. Uh, and it just does all that automatically. So really, really awesome software. I really, really, really love it. Well, you know, if you want to put the username and password in the show notes, I'd sure appreciate that along with some of our... <laughs> the the Plex is awesome. I don't have it personally, but I saw the your demo and it was very impressive just all the different things you could do with it and and how responsive it was. Yeah, I should do that. I used to have Media Center back in the day and did some Media Center stuff. So I, it's been a while, but that would be the way to go if I did it again. Yeah, and that's more or less what it is. It's a much, much more well thought out and much better built out Media Center, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's sweet. That's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm kind of, I wasn't prepared for this. I'm trying to think of a third item and I don't want to do it half-assed here, but uh, I might be doing that anyway. I don't know. Uh I thought of maybe like the Philips Hue, although that's not a huge thing, but I do love having LED lights. I'm a big ambiance guy, and so it's very nice to have different colored lights in the house and have some control over that. So maybe that would be one. I did think about adding that to my list as well. Um, and did you see they released a, a new release here? Uh, I think they just released it this morning, at least to iOS. Uh, so now you can set your routines to turn on and off based on sunrise and sunset for your location, which was something they were missing and that really annoyed the shit out of me because I'd have to constantly adjust the on and off time in the evenings. Oh, sure. Um, so now you can just do that based on sun sunset time. Nice. So. That's a good one. I'll have to see if I got the update on that yet. I would like that. Dim the lights a little. Can you have it just dim down to 20% or what? How does that work? Yeah. Anything, anything you can do on a routine, you can base it off of sunrise or sunset. Gotcha. So whatever you want okay. it to do. Oh, that's awesome. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to leave it at that right now. I can't think of any I'm sure I'm missing something big. Of course my Kindle goes everywhere I go and now I've got the remarkable tablets. So just having 
having my content digitally like that is really great because I travel so much and I enjoy having all my books with me at the same time. That'd be another one probably. And and maybe the spin once you get that. Well, it would have made my wish list if I had it in my house, but I don't know. We'll see. They're making good progress over there though. I've seen some more updates from people online and uh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be the best. It'll be on my list next year when we do this, when we do our Thanksgiving episode in 2018. <laughs> our favorite products of 2018. Yeah, that's right. That'll be like the New Year episode. You got to do that, like New Year's Eve episode, favorite products. Ooh, you want to do an episode on New Year's Eve? <laughs> well, we'll record it earlier. I'm not going to be. <laughs> I'm not going to be in any shape to do an episode <laughs> on New Year's Eve. No, no. We might. Some interesting things might come out if we do that. <laughs> that episode. We'll save that one. We'll record that in the studio well in advance of the holiday. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Roomba. Do you have a Roomba? No, I don't have a Roomba. I don't know. Is it is it worth it? Should I have a Roomba? I have a Roomba. Um, and I do love it. I actually really do love it. It's nice that I can just kind of turn it on in the morning or something like that as I'm doing other things. And it'll just kind of do its thing and, and pick up all the dog hair and cat hair and other random crap that's on my floor. Um, and that all sounds well and good. And the other thing that really piqued my interest was setting it up on a schedule. So I could say, you know, clean the house every day while I'm at work. So start at one o'clock in the afternoon or something, and it'd be done by the time I got home, which sounds great. But the thing that you fail to think about, or at least I did, was that you have to empty the damn thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, you know, you, if you don't remember, then it's just going to sit there and do nothing, or it's going to sit there and complain that it's full or whatever it does. But uh, beyond that, I'm, I definitely love the product. It does a pretty good job. Uh, it actually picks up a lot more stuff than I anticipated it would. Uh, the one problem, the other problem that it does have that I've noticed is it's, it has a hard time going from hard surfaces, which most of our floors are, to uh, carpet or rugs, which we have one of in our place. So it pretty much can't get up on the rug. That's tough. Yeah. It's it's not a big lip either, I guess. It just doesn't have the oomph to get over the, that. Huh? Yep. It detects it as a wall because what it does is it bumps into things and uh, once it bumps into that rug, it, it triggers whatever that little sensor is, the bumper, and, and it turns around and goes the other way. So anyway, Roomba now uh, added some additional functionality, not to the model that I have, but to some of the more smarter additions. Uh, it now supports if this, then that functionality, which is kind of cool. So kind of similar to what I was just describing, instead of having it on a schedule, maybe you could say, as I exit the house, it's, it should start cleaning and it can do that based off of if this, then that from your phone. Um, or another example that they give in their article is, uh, if a phone call, if you answer a phone call, like maybe, maybe the Roomba stops so that you don't have to listen to vacuuming noise in the background of your phone call. Oh, that'd like be that. nice. So pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool functionality. They have quite a slew of options that you can interact with. And I don't know why you do some of these, but there's anything from post a tweet when Roomba finishes the cleaning job to uh, posting on Facebook to the stuff we, you could do stuff with uh, the hue lights even. Yeah. Fla flash the lights. If there's some obstacle in the way, I don't know. Or, or even when it completes, yeah, flash the lights or something to that effect. So, yeah. So kind of a cool integration. Um, I, uh, my Roomba, unfortunately is not quite smart enough to handle this, but still 
uh, pretty cool stuff. I like it. I was jotting down some, some ideas for some product ideas that I'm going to get to work on after the show, uh, building some ramps, Roomba ramp. Do they have any ramps out there? The old Roomba ramp? Dude, that, there's some money to be made right there. The Roomba ramp for the trash can. So that thing can drive up, drive up and dump itself uh, into the trash. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yep. And then, you know, yeah. a smaller ramp just for getting up on the uh, carpet, that sort of thing. <laughs> Drives right up to your garbage can and unloads. Yeah, there's got to be a way to do that. I don't think that would be that hard to do. I think we can figure that one out, put it on our website. Well, very nice. That's that's cool. That's cool tech. Lots to be grateful for, like the end of this show. Grateful for that as well. <laughs> episode five in the can. That's episode five, Coffee Codecast. Take us home. You can contact us on Twitter at Coffee Codecast. Mike's Twitter is at PragmaMike, P-R-A-G-M-A-M-I-K-E. Kyle's Twitter is at Kyle P. Johnson. If you want to shout out us or ask us a question, you can use the hashtag Ask3C, that's number three. You can email us at coffeecodecast at gmail.com. We have a website. Uh, there's nothing there yet, but it's www.coffeecodecast.com. Uh, you can also use coffeecodecast.libsyn.com. That's currently where you'll find all our details. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, and TuneIn. Uh, we do need to look at the SoundCloud integration. We'll get that fixed up here momentarily. And if you can take a minute to rate us, like us, share us, tell a friend. Seriously, we'd love to have anybody we can listening to.